Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Informed Catholic Podcast. This is going to be episode 71, and um, we're in the third week of Easter. My name is Ned Jabbar, so I'm going to say the readings uh, for the third week of Easter. This is Tuesday, third week of Easter. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, the entrance antiphon is from Revelation chapter 19, verse 5. Sing praise to our God, all you who fear God, both small and great. For now salvation and strength have come, and the power of his Christ. Alleluia. Okay. The uh, confession. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. And then the uh, Gloria. Okay, hold on, one more thing I haven't say. Kyrie uh, Elysion, Christe Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, sorry. And then the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God, Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. And then the uh, Collect. I like to know why they call it the Collect. <laughs> o God, who opened wide the gates of the heavenly kingdom to those reborn of water and the Holy Spirit. Pour out on your servants an increase of the grace you have bestowed that have been purged of all sins and may, they may lack nothing that in your kindness you have promised through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. All right, so uh, let's begin with the first reading. It's from the book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 51, and down to uh, chapter 8, uh, verse 1. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. A reading from the Holy Acts of the Apostles. Stephen said to the people, the elders and the scribes, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always oppose the Holy Spirit. You are just like your ancestors. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not per persecute? They put to death those who foretold the coming of the righteous one, whose, who, whose betray, uh, betrayers and murderers you have now become. You received the law as transmitted by angels, but you did not observe it. When they heard these, they were infuriated 
and they ground their teeth at him. But Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked up intently to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And Stephen said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out in a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed upon him together. They threw him out of the city and began to stone him. The witnesses laid down their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell to his knees and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he fell asleep. Now Saul was consenting to his execution. Responsorial Psalm, I'll combine it with the Alleluia. It will be Psalm 31. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Alleluia. Into your hands, Lord, I commend my spirit. Alleluia. Be my rock of refuge, a stronghold to give me safety. You are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, you will lead and guide me. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Alleluia. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. You will redeem me, O Lord, faithful God. My trust is in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad of your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Alleluia. Let your face shine upon your servants. Save me in your kindness. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Alleluia. Okay, the uh, antiphon for the Alleluia from John chapter 6, verse 35. Alleluia, Alleluia. I am the bread of life, says the Lord. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Alleluia, Alleluia. Uh, the reading will be from John chapter 6, verse 30 to 35. It was not Moses, but my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. The crowd said to Jesus, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to Jesus, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord prays to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so now we're in the third week of Easter, and uh, we're in Tuesday, third week of Easter. We're still on lockdown, unfortunately. Let's uh, go to what we just read. 
Acts of the Apostles, we are uh, now going into the first Christian martyr, St. Stephen. And um, Stephen, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, he uh, notice how he goes. If you read the whole chapter, you really should read the whole thing. Stephen goes into a... Uh, he goes into typological. He goes into the past, Israel's history with God and revelation. The revelation from what was received on Mount Sinai or what God actually went further back, God speaking to Abraham and then all the way to Mount Sinai. And this is important because Israel has a relationship with God. A relationship, yes, but still they've had difficulty. And he goes through what happened from Abraham to Moses and to the people coming into the land. And he goes into typological and, uh, you know, teaching typological, meaning he shows the disobedience, the, the whole, the details that were very major and important, the receiving of the 10 commandments and how the people of Israel betrayed God constantly trying to rebel against him. And then the history of the prophets now, this, of course, for some strange reason, has a, a, a really negative effect on the, the people. They, they really hate hearing this. It seems almost satanic, supernatural. They, 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 want, they don't want to listen to him. They snarl at him. They grind their teeth at him. They hate him. But notice what happens next. Stephen his face shines like an angel, looks up into heaven, and the heavens part. The last time we heard about the heavens part, we heard this was when Jesus got baptized. The heavens parted, and the, and the Holy Spirit came down from heaven. And the voice of the Father, this is my beloved Son. In him I am well pleased. And then on the mountain of transfiguration, the voice from that heaven said the same thing. You are my beloved son, and this is my beloved son. He's with Peter, James, and John. Listen to him. Now the heavens part, and G Stephen looks at the heavens, and he sees the Lord Jesus sit one like the Son of Man. This is a quote. This is a title that comes from the book of Daniel. It has... It doesn't necessarily mean just one who is of human descent. It's far more than that. In the Hebrew uh, theology, the Jewish, especially in the theology of Daniel, it means one who is of divine origin who took on the image of humanity. It means one who is God, who is God, and and that. This one person, this individual who is from ancient of days, before the creation, before the days of eternity, stood before the throne through the throne of the one who is of ancient of days, God before God, God standing before God. The same God, mystery, not, not something we cannot comprehend and we're not supposed to comprehend, not till we get, get to heaven will we understand this mystery. And the one who is on the throne gives a power and authority to the one standing before him, the power and authority of both heaven and earth. Remember what Jesus said, all authority of heaven and earth have been handed unto me. So therefore, he, he is involved in the history of humanity. 
he's well aware of what's going on in in the human world, in our in this side in this earthly, uh, in this earthly realm. He perfectly understands it, and he who is on the throne hands over authority and power to the one standing before him, a power of heaven and earth. Stephen is then next taken out, and he'll be martyred. And what happens? He prays, and then he also asks, Lord Jesus, do not hold this against them. Forgive them. He dies a Christ-like death, just like our Lord on the throne, on the, on the cross. Um, you know, it's, as you can see, it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty powerful thing. Now, in John's gospel, we have Christ talking about himself as the bread from heaven. And again, he points to them back to Moses because Moses did not. He tells him, Moses is not the one who gave you the bread from heaven. It was my father who gave you the bread from heaven. And then he tells them, I am the bread of life. And he makes it clear, the bread that comes down from heaven is the one that gives life to the world. He is you know, the Eucharist. And then, you know, he goes on, you will see in the next uh, couple of days from John's gospel, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood. He, through his body and blood, we will be made divine. We will be closely knitted to him. It's like a marriage. It's like an intimate marriage. And this is something we have to value. Now that we're in lockdown, we're not able to enter our churches we are receiving, you know, we, we have to understand, we have to value the blessed sacrament and we have to amend, order our lives to, to, to be holy so that we can be right with God and receive the body and blood and soul divinity of our Lord in a worthy manner. That means correct our lives, fix the sinful part of our lives. We're all sinners. This is not a judgment call. We are all sinners, but we all should strive to want to be holy, strive to want to receive and want to receive him in a worthy manner, not on our terms, on his terms. If we love him, we have to admit the sinful nature we're living in. And if we are receiving, remember what Paul said, if we are receiving it in an unworthy manner, we will get sick. We don't want evil to fall upon us. We have to amend our lives and receive, receive this. So, um, so anyway, one more thing, um, hopefully this lockdown will end because this quarantine is not good for us. We're, you know, a doctor's just pointed out that this is no different than a regular flu. Why they went so crazy about this? I think it's because of a political reason. I think it's because we're in election season. I think it's because it's personal because they want, they thought maybe if this lockdown will make people turn against this particular administration, you know, the orange man bad syndrome. And if you are in a lockdown, you know, three months, I mean, your immune system is going to be affected because you're not exposed and God help us because when we go back out and start interacting with each other, we're going to get a lot of colds. A lot of people are going to wind up getting getting a cold, which is no different than the regular cold. A regular cold is just is also a corona, no different than the flu, except on of a different grade. Um, 
a flu is more serious because you get aches, pains, you're not, you don't have any appetite and you're sick, you know, you're tired, you want to sleep. Even with a regular cold, you want to sleep. But to be isolated, the numbers, the more people infected and who are alive is good. Low death rate is good. The numbers are no different than the season of flu if you compare it. And nobody, they didn't lock down the country. This was all to attack and, and, and to, I hate to say it, it's personal. It's because of election season. Anyway, um, it would help, I think, if we call or write to the governor, to the representatives to end this. I think they have to end it. Uh, you can't survive like this. It's affecting this, uh, everything that's being run. So anyway, let's end this now and um, let's say end it with a prayer. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God bless, and uh, we'll be back together soon.